We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Miami Heat Podcast. And with me today, we have the intern, Pablo. What's up, Pablo? What's up, guys? What's up, G? Chat's asking what's in the bottle. Wouldn't you like to know if you're watching uh, on twitch.tv slash Miami Heat Beat Live uh, or if you're watching on YouTube and you see the video, you see me and my uh, drink, drinking out the bottle. Don't, 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 don't be asking. Siobhan may join us. She's having some internet problems. Hopefully, she can get her stuff squared away, but... Folks, people, good citizens of Heat Nation, we are 21 games into the NBA season, which means the Heat. Yeah, we, we have we have a we have a, a sample. We have something that something that we can go off of. Um, and I think that this has been an interesting year. I think that they have both over and underperformed. Uh, which is kind of a funny thing to kind of exist in that space. They've had a lot of injuries, but what else is new? This this kind of yeah. kind of conglomeration of players have, have always had a bunch of injuries, Pablo. So we're going to get into it. We're going to kind of go through their measurables, kind of see where we're at, see how we're feeling, and vibe with you, the chatters, because we don't want to watch. Who wants to watch LeBron James play? Fuck that yeah, guy, right? Yeah, yeah fuck that guy. Yeah, fuck that guy. Fuck so, LeBron, dude. Pablo. We're going to use uh, adjusted uh, some adjusted ratings here via dunks and threes, which kind of ac- accommodates for strength of schedule. Okay. The Heat are 12th in adjusted net rating. They're plus 1.5 on the year, which is pretty okay. They're, you know, an offense, mm-hmm. they're about middle of the pack. I believe they're 14th with 112, almost 113 offensive rating. Uh, and their defense is number ninth. Is number nine in adjusted defensive rating at a 112.8. Yeah. Which is kind of interesting that their defense and offense are closer than you would think. So that's kind of the baseline where we're at, as chat says, you look like LaMelo Ball. Bro, I heard that today at the gym, bro. I don't have even LaMelo Ball. <laughs> uh, chat also says if you stretch Pablo's face sideways, you he would you would look like me. <laughs> which is really funny. 
Oh my uh, god, dude. Pablo Ball. Uh, Pablo Ball. So Pablo, that's what we have. And, and they're 12 and 9. They're mm-hmm. four games over 500. They're six in the East, or they have like a weird bunch of tie, but a bunch of teams are, are 12 yeah. and 9. Um, a lot of teams in the league are 12 and 9. It's like that. It was like that the year before, too. Is like it's been like that for a while now. Like yeah. it's just trending that way. So let's start. Let's start with their offense. I think their offense has been a lot better than a lot of us have projected, Pablo. Mm-hmm. I think that they are shooting the ball. They have a lot of guys who I think you trust as shooters. They have a yeah. lot of guys who, you know, are multifaceted players that can play make. You know, like guys like Hawkins can pass Duncan Robinson. You know what Jimmy and Bam could do. And the Heat are fourth in three point shooting. They're shooting thirty eight and a half percent on the year. And that's that's amazing. crazy. That's amazing. I mean, coming off. 27th in the in the league last year like it's just it, it kind of feels like we're back to shooting the way we're supposed to be shooting because if you remember in 2022 like two years ago we were number one in the league in shooting so it just feels great for our shooting to just feel like it feels like it's that's us you know we've always been a pretty good shooting a three-point shooting team and then last season was like the outlier when it came to shooting I, i'm always going to believe in our shooting when we have duncan robinson hero kyle Lowry. So they are getting, it, it at least feels like they're getting some more consistent penetration. They're not just doing handoff offense. They're not just going east-west. Guys yeah. like, obviously, Butler, you know, Bam's aggression when Hero was playing. Duncan Robinson getting to the rim, kind of spraying it out to shooters, which is just a weird experience. Uh, Kyle Lowry looking like he has a little bit of life in him, I think has also affected that. So... Not only are they getting some kind of pull-up action from guys like Kyle and Duncan, but they're really just great as spot-up shooters, right? They're, they're yeah. catch and shoot numbers are insane. Kyle and Duncan, of course, kind of at the forefront of their catch and shoot shooting. Jaime. But Jaime as well. Jaime is a four. He's been forty percent um, from three. That he might have his numbers might have gone down after the Raptors game, but um, you know that shooting is a product of good offense. They're moving the ball. They're getting downhill. Not enough to really sustain an offense that you're comfortable with, but I think they're getting downhill enough that they can get enough good shots and they have enough good shooters that they can kind of make a little bit of lemonade out of nothing, yeah. Pablo. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of, I think, the most important pillar of their offense because the rest of it will activate in the playoffs when a certain somebody goes nuclear. But it's, until it's then, good. yeah, this is kind of the machine that they have to work with. Yeah, uh, and I agree, and I, and I just feel like once Bam gets healthy, is <laughs> I feel like once Bam gets healthy, the shooting is just gonna get a little bit even better because of Bam's ability to drive in and kick. That <laughs> uh, it it just D Rob, his game is so well when Bam is on the floor, and he he played amazing against the Raptors, but I just feel more comfortable when Bam is on the floor when with D Rob. And I just think the shooting is only going to get better from here on out. Like, if we're doing this without a dribble penetration, like Jimmy's, you know, Jimmy's coasting. He has the ability to drive in and, and get fouled whenever he wants. And that's going to lead to open threes. I just feel like once Bam is back, that our offense is just going to get better from here on. And once Hero is back, too. So you talk about Duncan and Bam. Together, they're minus 1.6 with an offensive rating of 111, which is below their regular season average Duncan without bam 124 wow that's i mean 
I think that's the Kevin Love effect is what I think that is with D-Rob. And, and I think Love yeah, Love and, and Kevin on the floor together, 132 mm-hmm. offensive rating. Wow. Right? And yeah. what I think is happening there is he provides a lot of the similar screening and handoff kind of play that, that Bam does. He provides a, that pick and pop game when he goes yeah. downhill as well. Also, Jimmy plays in a lot of those lineups, and Jimmy is the great buoy to this team once again. Yeah. All his lineup days is insane. Uh, Duncan with and Love without Jimmy, minus 13 with a 114 offensive rating. So still better than Bam, but not. So I think it's difficult to talk about this team offensively because it feels like it's all Jimmy that to untangle it from Jimmy, even guys like Duncan who are playing great, Lowry, Jimmy is the great elixir. 120 offensive rating when he's on the floor. 109 when he sits. That is an 11-point drop. In fucking sane. And that guy is not even trying. That yeah, guy's not trying. And he is, like, making them one of the best offenses. A 120 offensive rating it's is crazy. Insane. It's crazy. It's just... It would, it, would le- it would be better than Indiana's. When Jimmy Butler's on the floor, they have a better offense than the Indiana Pacers do. It's just... I feel like it's not even from Jimmy's. It can be from Jimmy's play, but his the threat that he provides when he's whenever he's on the floor. You already know once he starts getting going in the post, it's probably going to be an, a foul or an automatic bucket. So teams start doubling, like how we saw with the Bulls game where we blow, where we blew him out. They started jump, doubling uh, Jimmy every single play, and that was leaving others open, wide open. So Jimmy, as I, you know, how we say with Curry has all this gravity. Jimmy has a, some sort of gravity as well. But it's a but it's in the post. It's driving in, so that leads to wide open driving kicks for let's say Kyle Lowry, Duncan Robinson, Hero, Caleb Martin, Kevin Love, and that's that's why Jimmy's able to make everyone around him better just because of his his the threat he has when he's driving into the basket. I like what uh what Troppy Baby Alex in chat said. He's offensive rating twelfth and defensive rating sixteenth on NBA.com are the inverse of their adjusted offensive rating fifteenth and defensive rating 11 on dunks and threes which we referenced earlier by the way quick clarification uh indiana's adjusted offensive rating is 120 their actual offensive rating is 123.5 so i guess the he would have to settle for the second best offense in the league it's not bad you know second best offense is pretty good just the second best offense so again jimmy is the great elixir to every problem on offense for them and i i really do think that is kind of leveraging that he's really their main source of kind of getting to the line and and free throws are the lifeblood of an NBA offense. Yeah. Free throws and threes at this point. And and I would reckon and I'm I'm about to check if if th- if Miami's three-point shooting d- got, dies when Jimmy sits. And yeah, I mean, they're 40% when Jimmy's on the floor and they're only 36%. So it doesn't die but certainly goes from pretty good to elite when And you can, and you and it's not even from Jimmy shooting the three, it's just him passing the, his passing is just his point forward type, you know, and he doesn't even have to shoot the three. You know, he shoots like one twice time. He was averaging 50 percent off like two attempts. But the threat he pres- like he he provides for the heat is just immaculate. We, well, it's every- like it's what he does in pick and roll. It's what he does, you know, and, and I just think those bench lineups make a lot of sense. Yeah, he absolutely throttles those second units. Right. And he'll start, he'll play with like Love and Josh and, and Duncan and some of those bench guys. And they'll just annihilate 
second units. So mm-hmm. it's kind of lineup data is tricky, and I think it's not the end all be all, but I certainly think it's telling. Um, certainly, I do think there's something to be said that Jimmy is the great. You know, Jimmy just all the lineup data revolves around Jimmy. I don't think that's a nothing. I don't think that's nothing. Yeah. I think like the Heat being better when Bam sits. I think that's nothing. I think that'll even out as the season goes on or there might be like kind of nuances with when guys play that explain, I mean, it's still a little concerning, but you know, at the end of the day, that's not the end all, but certainly when all signs, when all entire team's data just screams one thing, you should listen. So that's what yeah. I'll, that's I what just, I'll say on Jimmy. with when it comes to BAM and like the stats and us, that's when sometimes stats can, you just, you know, like that's when I test comes in, you know, like, that Bam and Duncan, the stats are like a little bit lower, but when you watch them play, they look like so Not a little and, lower. It's a lot lower. Yeah. But I just feel like it's like a 50 50, you know, stats and then eye test. When you look at Bam and Duncan Robinson play, it feels so free flowing and it just it, it looks natural. So, like, sometimes I, if I'm going to look at the stats, I also have to look at some video, you know, just to see. Yeah, yeah some film. Because, like, plus minus, it's a very like obscure, like, stat, you know, like, it, you can be playing good. But if your team gets blown out, you're gonna have a negative twenty. You know, I just when I just feel like the the stats like sometimes can be a little bit misleading, and that's when eye test comes in into play. So Duncan and and Kevin is you know it's not insignificant minutes. So Duncan and Bam have played three hundred minutes already, mm-hmm. and Duncan and Kevin have played uh, not that many. So they played fifty. So again, okay. we gotta we gotta watch as these minutes climb and as the season goes on to kind of make accurate determinations of that. But their offense, their offense looks like it has a little life. Their pace is up. They're playing faster. And I think a huge part of that is Kyle Lowry. I think that he has been kind of the guy that they need him to be. I think you want his scoring to be a little higher. And I think you want his finishing to be a little better. He hasn't, he's been 46% at the rim. That's 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 really bad. bad. Last year he was 56%. That's also really bad. And it's unfortunate because his first year in Miami, he was 69 nice percent, which is really good. So he went from the best finishing season of his career and that plummeted, which I think with age, Pablo, that's the first thing to go. Yeah. Finishing at the rim is the first thing to go. He'll finish a wide open layup, but he's not finishing through traffic. And, I mean, he's not he's doing carry moves. Range. He's not going to do like, he's not going to go to the basket and just finish with contact with ease. You know, like it's just when you're 37, you know, it's just that that old age, you can get here a lot easier, you know, doing that type of stuff. You're saying about mid range? Yeah. I mean, he's good for mid range shooting 42%. That's a decent amount. Like that's kind of league average, you know, for, yeah. for a guy at his position. Um, obviously 43.6% from three is the big number. And for me, it's the playmaking that he's doing. It's kind of getting them up in offense. You know, the, the assist rate is, is almost 20 assist percentage, which is, you know, top 75 percentile in the league. He's playing well. He has positive EPM, which is my favorite advanced metric. Um, and, and I think that's a sign he's positive and estimated wins added. Um, you know, although lower than last season, ironically enough, um, but I think he's having a really good year. And I think the shooting, I think the pace, I think the fact that he helps them get into sets quicker. I think that his pick and roll synergy with some of their guys, especially with Jimmy is really, mm-hmm. really good. I think kind of what he does with Bam is really effective. And I, I kind of wish they would go to that a little bit more. I think that has to come on him a bit. I think that has to come on the coaching staff. 
to kind of get them into that kind of offense. But he's been a huge reason why I think their offense has been like just straight up watchable this year. Yeah. He's also looking a lot healthier than he has compared to last well, season. He looked he didn't he hasn't missed a lot of time in Miami for health reasons. He's missed personal reasons. He's been shockingly healthy when he's been here outside of the playoff run, which is kind of you know funny because yeah. he's been a guy who's always hurt in his career. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like the offense has gotten better with Lowry because I, it might make you mad, but he isn't doing those dumb little turnovers where he, he just bursts into the paint and then just throws it out. I haven't really seen that from Lowry this season. He did yeah. it a lot. So I feel like he's controlling the pace a lot better than in, year, than in years past. And I think that's helping the team just score better. Because remember last season, we were just, I think, like the worst scoring team in the league. It was bad. It was, it was horrible last end, but this season we look competent on offense. We look great. It's it, like how you said, it's watchable. Like they have stretches where I think they might be good. Like yeah, on offense. those fourth quarters. No, I mean we're not talking about fourth quarters. We're talking about one through three. Because if we're Pablo, talking about, because like for me, bro, they they just gotta get to the spring because yeah. when it gets there, their offense will find a way. Mm -hmm. And he wears number twenty two. And yeah. maybe that's a fucked up way of looking at their season, but that's just really the reality of who they are. It and happens every time. It, I mean, it at some point, Pablo, the music's going to stop and they're not going to have a chair to sit on. Yeah. And we're just going to have to sit there and watch him get outscored by Brent Forbes or something. Yeah. But because it's going to happen. Bruce it's Brown. A, yeah. It's a, somebody, somebody that's going to piss us off. And they just don't have the personnel to make their offense better. It's just, yeah. this is as this is as good as I think it gets. They have a lot of guys shooting well. Now, Tyler can unlock some of some of that extra, maybe that extra level, but they're That might take away from D-Rob. Huh? Yeah, I feel like when Hero comes back, that ball movement we have right now, it's probably going to go a little bit lower because Hero does score a lot of ISO. Hero is not that great of an yeah. off-ball player. He's not what D-Rob is. Where D-Rob started off-ball, but he learned on-ball. And he can play on ball now. Learning off ball is a lot harder, in my opinion. And Hero still hasn't really added that to his game. And I just feel like that's the I reason why. I think he's a good off ball player. I think he screens well. He pops. He moves. He's not like a Ray Allen off ball guy. But I kind of disagree on that. I think that Tyler, Tyler does a lot of stuff. I mean, Miami has a very active kind of offensive system where a lot of guys. It's not like guys standing in corners and stuff. Yeah. Like all these guys are involved. So I kind of disagree with that assertion a bit. I don't think he's Steph Curry, which is no, like obviously no Steph like, Curry. I mean, he's the most relentless dude off the ball I've ever seen. But you know, he's you know Tyler's been he's been great. Hey, he's been great. This guy, uh, mommy milks right here. I do not agree with what he's saying here because that fixes nothing. Well, it I want to I want to address that because so mommy's milk in chat. <laughs> uh, I love Twitch. Says if we trade Lowry for a good point guard, we'll be set. Now I think if. They can upgrade Lowry. That'd be fantastic. But you're not going to trade Lowry for a better point guard because Lowry mm -hmm. is a point guard. So that's not like if you're going to get an upgrade at that position, that's not like you if you want an upgrade at point guard, you can't trade the old point guard that you have to get a better point guard. That's not how that works. Now, maybe you could say like, oh, we can attach a pick to it or whatever. And yeah, I mean, if, if they can get a better guy, that'd be great. Like I'm not I better make it very clear. I've never been opposed to moving Kyle. I think that if they can get better, they should. I, no, no, I, you're opposed to it. I'm opposed to it personally, but I, you know, <laughs> the, the the basketball mind in me always says that 
you know, if they can get better. Like, I just didn't want to trade him for, like, D'Angelo Russell. Oh, like, yeah. I, don't, I don't think that guy's good. And right now, I'd rather have Kyle than D'Angelo Russell. You know what 100%. I mean? And like, some people are like, well, like, oh, I'd rather have Tyus Jones. And I was like, I would not rather have Tyus Jones than Kyle Lowry. I think Tyus Jones is a good player. And I think Kyle Lowry is just better than he is. Um, I'll put it to you this way. I texted some NBA people this weekend, this week. And I said, Kyle Lowry or Drew Holiday this season? And a few people texted me back, man, it's Drew, but the Celtics should be concerned of how close that is. That's how good Kyle's been. He's been great. I mean, and that's how that's how not good Drew has been. It it goes both ways. Yeah. So, yeah. but uh, I, what to what uh, Milk was saying? Trophy Baby is putting me on blast. He says some NBA. <laughs> that means him, Nikias, my friend Kevin. Leif. I just I just think if and a few other and Rohan, Rohan Nadkardi, uh Ryan Cortez. And oh, oh yeah. Now this who, guy those are the NBA people I texted. This guy is spitting right here. Del Buche. Fuck it. Trade everyone for Halliburton. This guy is spitting right now. Halley's uh Halley's quite fun. So yeah, so kind of kind of going back to to I don't want to spend too much time on Kyle because I yeah I just I want to pivot to the defense now if you have anything more on the offense. But I, I was just gonna tell you just respond with the last thing about the Lowry trade. You just can't trade your only point guard to get another point guard back. It just defeats the purpose of you trade one of our wings to get a backup point guard for Lowry. I feel like that makes more sense. And after that, maybe you can trade Lowry for a, a younger or a better player. But I just I feel like it makes no sense to to trade Lowry for another point guard. It's still, we weren't we're, we're not going to upgrade the team. We're going to stay with one point guard. So uh, Cha Mac forty forty says, do you think RJ Hampton could have the potential to fill the point guard void? Heard he's not on the injury report anymore. He's a guy that they're gonna they're gonna see what they have. I trust the organization to know what they have. Yeah. Uh, I trust, listen, I trust Eric Spolstra implicitly, and if a guy's not playing. It's because Eric Spolster doesn't think he's ready. And yep. I, even if I disagree, you know, and I've disagreed with Spo in the past, but at the end of the day, that guy is right most of the time. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis. Analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 
Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. He knows, he knows most enough. I mean, he's a head two-time two time champion head coach. He's got, he knows what he's doing, and we've seen it time and time again where he just proves us wrong every, almost every single time, except yeah, for, done. like, Cody Zeller, you know? I'm done doubting him. I'm done, yeah. I'm done, I'm done doubting uh, Spo. Uh, Chad wants me to give Jay Rich his props, as, hey. not as a point guard, but mention him more like, you know. He's getting cooked on defense. I actually really like his point of attack defense. I think that people are getting too hard on him because he makes some pretty glaring mistakes. But I think there have been a lot of games this season where he's very aggressive on ball. And we'll get to the defense in a second, but he's been great for them. I mean, Josh has been the best version of the, the idealized version of himself that we kind of thought he could be. I mean, he's been, he is shooting 29% from three. That's bad. He is shooting. 58% from mid-range. That's crazy. He's getting to his spots. If if you're watching the games, like, he's getting to his spots amazingly. And it's, yeah, his threes, like, he's jacking up threes every now and then. There are bad shots. But when he gets to that free throw line midi, I feel like it's going to be automatic every single time. The thing with Miami is that they take the most mid-range shots in the game. By, I see it. Like, they do. Like, statistically, they take the most mid-range shots in the game. And... They're like okay at them. They're 12th in mid-range shooting. Okay. Right? And you know, Josh is nice. He's shooting really good, but not everyone's Josh. And I think yeah. Josh is actually finishing really great too, finishing at 67% at the rim, which is really good, right? So you have the finishing, you have the mid-range. He needs to put that three-pointer together mm-hmm. um to really kind of tie the game together. Cause I, I just think that he needs some consistency. I mean, he's shooting 89% at the line. That's great. Pretty much 90, 89.7. So, like, he has it in him to be that kind of good three-point shooter. You see it everywhere else on the court. He needs to put that together. I think his ball handling has been fine. Mm-hmm. I actually don't know if they absolutely need a second point guard. I've kind of moved off that a little bit. I think they – I don't really know what they need. They need some sort of – they're complicated because before I would have told you – they need a consolidation, and the consolidation is going to be Caleb Martin. Mm. Pablo, I think Caleb Martin's playing really well again. He's, and he's he looks healthy. It's like the main problem with the he has always been health, and he looks he looks healthy right now. And you saw it with the game yesterday. But back to your point about not like not needing a second point guard, I just feel like we have too many wings that do the same thing. And I feel like we can move one of them to get. But at least a decent backup point guard, just in case something happens to Lowry, because you know he is he is old, you know, like absolutely. You, I think that you do need a backup guard. I just don't think it's like, I guess it is important. I just didn't think it was like emergency important. I do wonder if the Heat are asking themselves, what can we package Hero and Martin for? 
Like what's, what can we, cause that's really honestly. And I know that Tiff's not going to like this and a lot of chats not going to like this. Mm-mm. I think the spot you look to upgrade is Highsmith. Uh, I mean, I just think it's the easiest to up to, to upgrade. Not, I, and I think Highsmith is good. I think, I think, and I said preseason, the best version of this team is with Haywood Highsmith starting at power forward. Yeah. He's shooting 33% from three, which I'm not going to lie, that's passable. For him, Yeah, that's a great step forward. I think that I mean, he shot 33% last year, but I, I like that number for him. And Alex is asking in chat, who's the upgrade? I don't know. I, I really don't know. That's a great question, too. It is a great question. I mean, because Highsmith has been great when he starts. That's but the hardest can, position to upgrade, too. Like, that that wing power forward spot, that's not easy. I can see where you're going through, though. Where like, what your mind, your thought process when it means to upgrade from hey, uh, Highsmith. So, like... I just think he's the easiest guy to upgrade. Yeah. Because Kyle would also be an easy person to upgrade. But we had that, that problem that we just got into where trading Kyle for another point guard doesn't make a lot of sense. Yeah. But like going back to the off season, Dar- remember Dario Saric? Yeah. He had interest in coming here. I mean, like that could have been an that's upgrade. upgrade. That's not I upgrade. think that's an upgrade. No, At not. least on offense wise. I think that's an upgrade just yeah, because offense, but Highsmith is more important. No, but I just, it's hard to upgrade Highsmith because he can shoot and he plays great defense. Hold He's on. Like, Chats onto something. Hero, Caleb and Highsmith for Mitchell. I think that's too much. That's too, yeah, much. That's, that's, that's too much. much. I do that. What's too much? Martin, you're uh, not keeping. Adding Highsmith until that makes it too much. Martin, you're not keeping. He's gone next season. Yeah. So it's but really, I, it's Tyler, which I, we've all been like finding a new home for him for years. So it's really like you're just saying Highsmith is too much to give up. Come on. I, I mean, yeah. I mean, you're. That's not getting it done. That's going to be that in like three picks. Come yeah. On. But like for Mitchell, like you're not getting much defense back. So if you're getting rid of one of your best defenders in Highsmith, you have to get some defense back, and you're not going to get that back when if you get just Donovan Mitchell for Hero gotcha. and Martin. I just, um, if you want to trade for Mitchell and if you want to trade Highsmith, I mean, you try to get back Isaac Okoro, who is a great. No. He's, you don't like you don't like Okoro? No. I think he's good. I think he's, he's a good, he's but great. I don't want him. I don't want him. <laughs> but that, guy's a, that guy's a douchebag. I think he's a great defender. So like, if you're gonna, he trade is a Highsmith, great defender. I don't want him here, bro. That, <laughs> he's rancid vibes, bro. Then nobody's gonna get along with him. Hey man, he culture changes things, bro. No, I'm sorry. I I just I don't think that those guys would vibe with that guy. I I I I'd be surprised if that guy ever plays in the league again. Do you think so? I think that that guy might never play in the league again. Hmm. But yeah, I'm just if you're gonna trade Highsmith, you have to get defense back, and that's that's like case point. You're not gonna trade Highsmith away for just offense when your defense hasn't even been that great without Bam. You know. Okoro is really <laughs> no. Pablo didn't say Okoro. You said that you had, you said the guy from Orlando, right? No, no, I said Okoro from. Oh Cleveland. my god, I misunderstood you. I thought you meant that guy in Orlando. No, no, man. I said if we get if we trade Highsmith away for Donovan Mitchell, you add Okoro into the mix because he's gonna bring defense. I misunderstood who you were talking about. I'm so sorry. What did you think I was talking about? I was that Orlando Magic, um, power forward. Uh, Jonathan Isaac. Oh no, no. He said Isaac Okoro, and I, 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 I'm yeah. I was like, I don't. Jonathan Isaac is like never, probably never gonna play in the NBA again. 
No, no, I was thinking. What a funny thinking, misunderstanding. Poor Okaro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was surprised when you said that because like Okoro is good, man. He's a yeah, you look confused. I was like, <laughs> Pablo, no, does he know? But funny. uh, but yeah, do you, would you do that trade if you get Donovan Mitchell and Okoro? If you add in Highsmith, I would have done it for just Mitchell. You know, you, I don't, I don't got to be convinced. Uh, yeah, he is playing for the Magic right now. Is he playing for the Magic? That he's yeah. playing. No yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. He actually Man, is playing. I'm not watching. You can't pay me to watch the Magic. They're good, though. I'm scared <laughs> of them. They're pretty good, dude. Second yeah. in the East. Is he really math. playing for the Magic? Yeah, yeah. He's, he's healthy. I did not know that. He's been injured his whole career, but he's actually healthy. Finally stood for something. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, chat wants Dragic. Dragic is done, guys. He got, brother, he's 39 years old, I think. I don't even know. Maybe 40. Scared of, the magic says, scared of the magic is crazy. Uh, bro, that team, they're going to be the next Milwaukee. I'm <laughs> telling you. I'm telling you. They don't have heat killers no more, baby. Bro, I don't care. They'll always find a way. That Paolo guy, that he's, guy's fucking he's good. good. He's the nasty. Fucking, the Wagner guys, they're fucking yeah. good. Suggs, Suggs he's is good, good too. Again. They're fucked, you know, that the folds like they're just good, bro. They're good. Hey, what do you think about that, G? Bringing point justice, chat says. Um, isn't justice hurt or he's playing for the Raptors? Uh, G League team. team, yeah, they're yeah. So I know that we went long on their offense. It's just like it's kind of a weird situation where they're better, their offense is a lot better than I thought it would be, but it's a lot. I think it, they're still like they're hitting their shots, they're just this also team, just. Hitting your shots. I don't really, I don't really feel like I have a grasp on this team, I, and mm-hmm. I, I, and I think it's kind of weird being 21 games in, not knowing. We can get into the defense really quick. You know, obviously Bam's been out for a bit. That's going to affect, yeah, a lot of what they do defensively. Miami is kind of doing the Miami thing. They, yeah. they, they you know, they, they're trying to limit shots at the rim. That's like kind of their mo. They are seventh in shots allowed at the rim which is really not characteristic because they're like usually top three so that's pretty interesting that they're not you know they're they're down all the way to seventh which again is still good but not where you want it to be and they allow the highest percentage uh at the rim so that's That's a one place that's but that's that's that every year right they allow yes it is it is Yes, I mean, right. I haven't seen the stats from the past. Yeah, year, every so spo that's the spo system. They allow they don't allow stuff at the rim, and when they do, it's like free. Layup lines. Oh, like how after layup lines. Yeah. Well, because it's like they don't they don't allow stuff at the rim. Yeah. They, they just they don't allow the attempts. Mm-hmm. So when you do get an attempt, it's because like there's a blown coverage or something, right? A like, fast break. Something yeah, like a that. fast break or somebody fucked up or like something, you know, so and credit to them, like they've that's like and it's worked. Right. Mm-hmm. But now, you know, they're maintaining that parade to the rim and they're allowing more that that armor's cracking a little bit. They yeah. allow they allow a ton of threes. Uh, they allow the fifth most threes in the league. Which That's is- because they play a lot of zone at the same time. If you, have, if you, but I don't feel like they played that much zone this year. I, and I, that's I, they overhelp Pablo. Again, we're, we're, we're in classic Spo bag. They, yeah. they help from the corners. Like they, 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 that rotation from the corner, that help guy is always going to come. They're going to stunt. The Heat mm-hmm. are going to send a lot of help. The guys are going to be moving. 
And part of the way that they limit attempts at the rim is that that low man from the weak side is coming in, yeah. right? So they're they're wanting that kick out because they'd rather you take that shot than and so that's pretty common for them. Um, they're allowing the fifth highest percentage from three, so okay. not great, Bob. No, from that perspective, no. Um, and again, like they don't allow like they they they're pretty much middle of the pack and allowing mid-range shots which i think Mm -hmm. you kind of want to get teams to take more of those Mm -hmm. um you know at at least bad ones right like you don't want like wide open ones so that's where their defense is at it's been a little bit rocky to to say the least i I thought it'd be better i'm not gonna lie i thought their defense would i mean if you if you think about it when we were on that win streak where we were playing great defense but at the end of the day bam is bam and jimmy anchor our defense well, they played a bunch of bad teams too. Yeah, I mean, strength of schedule matters, but at the end of the day, Jimmy and Bam anchors the defense. And if one of them, I mean, I feel like you can, if Jimmy doesn't play and Bam does, the defense can stay kind of the same. But when Bam is, Bam is out, you have like Kevin Love playing center. You have uh, Orlando Robinson playing center. And respectfully, they're both going to get cooked in a one-on-one. Like they get him in a pick and roll, it's kind of over. So that's why Spo probably I feel like Spo has to go a little bit more zone as Bam is out, just so you can you can hide Kevin Love. They're from... not playing. I don't feel, and again, I don't have the numbers, but I feel like with Love, they're just showing him high the way mm-hmm. they always do, right? They they kind of do that aggressive show, and then they, they're kind of trusting guys like Josh to recover. Yeah. And yeah, uh, but with Bam, you don't have to worry about that because Bam is Bam is top three top number one defending the league i don't care he can defend one through five they're playing and, more drop pablo with bam and yeah well i like it i i i think some of this is working out the kinks of that because mm-hmm. i don't know it's just the it's just been the biggest change this year they just play a lot more drop than the, than i'm used to and i think part of that is like why the three-pointers are up yeah, I just think that some of these guys are getting beat sometimes, and yeah. not the three pointers are up, but the, but the the rim attempts are up. Three yeah. pointers, we know why, but that stuff. I've always been a fan of switching, and I know that people don't like it, but I I just think it's I just think it's good. It's just what it, wins. It's a smart way to play defense, and I feel like the Heat could just just with Bam, you can hedge a lot easier off those when they like let's say like Halliburton's going to get Miles Turner in a, in a pick and roll with Bam. Bam can hedge onto onto Halliburton and then get back to Miles Turner pretty quickly. You can't really do that with Orlando Robinson or Kevin Love just because they're they're slow footed. They're not athletic like that. So I just they're think the like, ones hedging. They're the ones kind of showing hard and but that's blow but the that's, guard down a little bit. But like I like you just I just feel like you ha- yeah because look look what um Chubby yeah. Baby says. I mean that's, that's kind of the play that they do right like that and that's what they then they did that with Tyler I think pretty effectively in the bubble uh they, they they'd hedge him hard and recover i mean they, they do it quite often except with duncan they just never do it with dunk i just because he's the best he's the best that's uh, that's what, what i gotta say about duncan he's, he's improved on defense but i just i mean defensive i feel like it's just gonna get better as the year goes on as people get healthier as uh point of attack defending i hope gets a little bit better with martin he, he's a good pretty good uh, like just on ball defender they gotta so, find out what they want to do with Hawkins defensively too, because like, yeah, I think he that can guard. He, he can, can guard. Defense. He reminds me a little bit of Beasley, where 
he doesn't quite feel like a four and he doesn't quite feel like a three. And I can't really figure out where they're going to play him. He's um, very well-rounded. It's like, I, it's like he's a Swiss army knife in a way. I think he's, I don't think he should be guarding quicker threes, but I, mm. I think he has like the foot speed to guard fours, but I don't think he has the strength and the size yet. That's kind of where I am with him. Once they figure out his kind of placement defensively, I think that's going to be interesting. And really in the East, I would like to see him. I liked his reps on Tatum. I think that's a guy that he can guard. You know, he has Randall. a first step. Randall, Bam, Bam guards Randall though. Yeah. Bam, Bam, Bam but, takes like a sick pride in <laughs> embarrassing that guy. But, um, uh, yeah, I get you. I understand. I under like I understand what you're trying to say with Jaime. It's just like you, you, you've seen him do good on guards, and you've also seen him do good in the post. So like, it's hard to like kind of predict where Spo is going to like continue to play him on defense because he plays the bottom when they're on zone. He plays those lower left or right wings. He doesn't play the top. So Spo trusts him in the post, to say the least. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. He does, and and like Miami has a very uh, a very streamlined philosophy with dealing with post they're going to front they're going to swarm and they're going to rotate mm-hmm. that is that is the eric spolstra post-up special it's been that way since he's been here that's been the most consistent thing about him that's yeah. the one thing we're going to front the fucking post and when that guy catches the ball we are going to swarm and when that guy passes we run for our lives not even in the zone like they just do it in man coverage and it's just man help at the end of the day whenever they put when they throw into the post you're always gonna if you're uh, playing against the Heat, always expect someone to help, like to just come from behind and just like trap Pablo, you. you know, we're gonna get to a point where I, I want to see some Jimmy, Bam, Josh, Jaime, Caleb lineups to close big games, and mm-hmm. that's all switching. And I could see that, and Tyler mucks that up because if Tyler's gonna be here for the remainder of the season and healthy, you know, he's a guy that's gonna be on the floor when they close, but. Mm-hmm. You know, on other nights when he's not available, that's a lineup that I can totally see Spo going to, especially if Caleb Martin is going to play the way that he's playing. You know, shoot the way he's shooting. Shoot the way he's shooting. I mean, that is maximum switchability that mm-hmm. you have between Butler and Josh and Caleb. Um, you can even kind of substitute Lowry for for Jay Rich, depending because yeah. I think Lowry. The one thing I'll say about Kyle, and I know that he's not the point of attack defender he once was. Has incredible hands. Obviously, we know what he brings for you. From Charge. Making charges and stuff like that. But man has great hands. And just like kind of, mm-hmm. he fucks shit up. He's a yeah. fuck shit upper. 
And I think they need guys, they need guys like that. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, that's why Cowers was on this team. You know, he just fucks shit up at the end of the day. He's gonna get there to get the charge. He, he's gonna play that gritty. He's gonna do the stuff that people don't want to do. And, and I think some of the the bad rim numbers come from his just losing another step as mm-hmm. a point of attack guy. Because you know, I, I want to be fair as well. I don't, don't want to just show for my guy. I think he's been good. I think he's been really positive for them. His his deep his defensive player estimation has been yeah. positive as well. DPM, all that. So, so I think he's been good. But I think that part of I think the slippage is a little bit that they're playing more drop and they're figuring that out. A little bit that Bam has been out for quite a bit of time now. I think a little bit that Kyle has kind of lost a step. And I think partly because they played less zone. Yeah. Last year they they love playing zone and, and zone obviously you know kind of really doesn't allow that and they've just played less of it and they're just kind of riding with their guys hedge recover all that stuff so yeah i think that that that's kind of where that with their defense that's the one thing i want to see that defense if they can get life eric spolster teams always finish top 10 in defense that's a that's a rule uh forever and always so he culture honestly it's just he culture baby it's a he culture type of thing guys i'm exhausted bro i slept two hours last night i just came back from yoga i gave you my all today I don't, I don't know. I don't know if that was good. I don't know if it was coherent. I gave you what I got. You did great, bro. You did I great. I gave you and chat what I got. I don't know if you did great, else man. I want to cover Pablo. I think that we kind of hit the broad strokes of this team. Um, uh, they have a lot of basketball left to play. You know, I think that they're going to be around the play in to the four seed. Yeah, I see that. Yeah. You know, I think they're gonna obviously try to shoot for not being in the play-in, but again, we kind of see you kind of depend on a magic run like they did last year. But yeah, I was just gonna ask you just before we end, top three most surprising things so far you've seen? How good Jaime is the Duncan Robinson off the bounce game? What? (laughs) What? My guy? My goat? My goat. My goat. And I, and I think the third thing. I think the third thing might be it's between it's between Josh kind of being this kind of player or just Kyle being like one of the best. I think it might be Kyle being one of the best shooters in the league. I don't think you guys understand how good of a shooter he's been. I thought he could get up to like 38% again and we'd all be happy. I I, I mean he was shooting 46% a week ago. Fucking crazy. Bro, it's just at the bro is that heat culture, baby. Is heat culture, and Lowry is just he's back. People hate him, but uh, let's just commissioner says who's surprised by Duncan, bro. I mean, he took Giannis off the dribble, man. I, I'm not surprised by Duncan. No, I'm surprised by the taking Giannis off the dribble. The that is crazy. That's like not the shooting, but it's the other stuff that you're the I'm dribbling. Like, I'm like, holy hell. They're going to have to pay him again, Pablo. He's going to be so good that they're going to have to pay him again. Hey, man, give that boy 25 mil. He'll probably play like a bum again, but then in year two or three, he'll be slam dunking and windmilling to get that. 40 fucking 4% from three. That equals his 2020 percentage. Um, He's getting paid. Is he up? Is he up? To the, those amount of attempts, I'm so happy for him, bro. He's such a fun player to watch. I know. I love that guy, man. <laughs> I love the way he plays, man. Let me see when they finally weaponized Tyler and Duncan. I see 
he knows ball, man. That's, that's what I've been saying. That's the Frankie and Alex special. They want elevator. They want those I guys. want that. They, that's the imagine. Like, yo, you you think of look at Clay Thompson and Curry. Imagine Tyler and Duncan like that. Like that's why that's when I mentioned to you. Like I know I know Hero is a pretty good off ball player, but imagine if he rose his level to like Duncan. How much more of a threat both of them would be at the court at the same time? And they can they can hide their defense with Bam and Jimmy, but if they both become insane off ball threats, I feel like that makes their offense go up a thousand percent. Absolutely, I hundred percent agree, and I hope um, I hope he continues his play because I'm just I'm just happy for that guy, man. I'm just so happy that he is back in a, a good place mentally and that he's contributing to the team in a way that I think they need desperately. Yeah, and he unlocked and a huge, huge shoes to fill, man. Max Schroes was really good in a heat uniform and you know, they lost, they lost two starters mm-hmm. and Kyle stepped up and he produced better than Gabe did in the regular season last year. And, yeah, Duncan has come in and produced more than Max has produced in the regular season last year. And again, those guys were under a lot of pressure and those guys were playing out of position. So this is not to slander them, but like last year was a really tough season. And yeah. this year doesn't feel that way. This year, there's a lot of hope. They feel good. There's a, there's an energy to them that I think is unique. And I, even though their record's 12 and nine and they've been, you can kind of look and you're like, I feel like they've been better than that. Mm-hmm. You know, and at the end of the day, they're just 12 and nine, which is just okay. This team has a lot of promise, has a lot of promise. If if Jaime keeps getting better, we got to see what Caleb looks like when Bam comes back in the lineup and they kind of get a little bit whole again. The Tyler Hero question mark, which yeah. we didn't really talk too much about today, is a huge kind of thing weighing over them. And of course, Miami has a lot of their picks to move and they're going to be hopefully active. Yeah, trade in the deadline. trade market to see and and they have to make some tough decisions Pablo, because all these guys can play they're all nba players and they're all productive nba players but they have to kind of do some sort of consolidation yeah. to get a little bit better um hopefully you know pat and andy got that cover but i want to thank chat for rocking with us today yes, i want to thank pablo for being around for my rambling as i am i'll tell you about about my last leg here guys <laughs> You don't hey, get man. it. I slept two hours, bro. I'm um get some big face coffee, my bro. I have big face coffee. Go make yourself some. You won't Not sleep. Now, <laughs> I gotta go to bed, you know. <laughs> but appreciate you all. Um, I think we're gonna be live tomorrow for Heat Cavs. I I don't have our basil plans tomorrow. If that changes, then I will not be. But I am planning at this moment to do a post game for Heat Cavs. Um Chat says coffee isn't healthy enough for, for me. For you. <laughs> Listen, I have a fucking huge coffee bar in my in my apartment. I have an espresso machine. I have just recently purchased a pour over system. Um, I use a V60 and I use uh, all fellow products. Shout out to Brass Jazz for putting me on to fellow. Um, and I have a, a Breville espresso machine um, with uh, right now. I think I have Panther beans for for my espresso. Panther coffee for my espresso beans. The I, goat. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't drink coffee, man. I'm just. Uh, you're Cuban, bro. You don't drink coffee. I've actually never liked it. What but is then, Cuban, bro? But then there's me drinking like energy drinks and shit. So I mean, I. Chat says kale that I drink kale smoothies. I actually I drink spinach smoothies. I don't fuck with kale. It's pretty smoothies. good though. Protein. 
I drink um, every day. I have a, a, a smoothie with a lot of spinach, mango, pineapple, coconut water, moringa, um, turmeric, fresh ginger, cayenne, um, and coconut water, and a banana. Jesus Christ. And that's what I have at 3 p.m. every day. That's a lot of stuff, man. Yeah. I, I, I would have just stayed at the mango and pineapple when I called it a day. Nah, I need the spinach. I need the 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 ginger and the turmeric. I need that good anti-inflammatory. I need the ginger because I won't be sick, bro. <laughs> I feel great. Listen, I had two hours of sleep and I went to the gym and I did yoga and I feel I'm just you know it's ten thirty. It's like you know it's all coming down, but I feel great. Hey man, that's what matters, bro. Just just feel. That's that healthy. She's out of control. It's the secret behind. <laughs> if G falls off the wagon, Kyle's gonna do fifty. <laughs> I'm the I'm the meme of like the soldier taking the bullet for like the sleeping kid. There's the no place. secret. Kyle came in lean at the same time as G. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna be honest with you. Kyle and I've been doing yoga together. You know we've been we've been Ooh. chilling. We've been we've been hanging out. We've been giving each other health tips. We work out at the LA Fitness together that I go to. Yeah, be stretching each other out and stuff. Yeah, I, well, my hamstrings are tight, man. I I, I I that's the one thing that I need work on. You know, so he. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We we, we uh, hop on the treadmill and you know hit like we got leg day tomorrow, so. Like this, career, bro. Squat, yeah. bro. Three, hey, three plates. Give me easy. Hey, like this so much. <laughs> like this. All right, guys. So, see you hopefully tomorrow. Uh, Same. Again, hopefully, less, see you guys uh, tomorrow. Less is an Art Basel thing I'm going to, which likely not. I'm going to the Faina on Saturday. I'm really excited. If you guys have listen, if you guys, if you're in Miami, enjoy Art Basel. There's tons of cool shit. There's a fucking, there's a maze of sand in the Faina. That's what it looks cool. Go, go out and it's free. Go out and enjoy Wait, the city. Arctic House free? is doing. Cool fucking things they do every year. That's on the beach. Go to Arctic House. Go go do cool stuff. There's there's stuff you can do that's not that's pretty inexpensive. The design district has a few really interesting stuff. So, gee, yeah. you said it was free. The fine is free, yeah. Ooh, Arctic House, I believe, is twenty dollars. But the uh, I'd be fucking with free stuff, bro. The fine is hey. free. I'm telling you, enjoy our city. This is a world renowned event. But yeah, so peace out, guys. See you guys. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m., and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com